My name is Dr. Jeffrey Burke. I'm a naturopath and a master herbalist and the host of the Staying Healthy Radio Show. My show airs Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. I bring you the best guest in the industry and the topics that are relevant for today's health. The shows stream live at 8 a.m. And for those of you that cannot listen live, my shows are now podcast daily for on-demand downloads at my webpage, drjeffreyburke.com. The show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer, now in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. They're located at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Smith Shopping Center. Go in and see what a local retailer can do for you. Great selection, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products, and amazing prices. The hours of the store are Monday through Friday 9 to 7, Saturdays 9 to 6, and closed on Sunday. I'm looking forward to talking with all of you soon. Stay healthy. Hello and welcome back to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Thanks for taking the time. You know, stop by, tune in, you know, to learn, to be educated, to be informed, maybe to relearn something, and maybe, you know, to find out about something that might just be a little motivating. I want everybody to be motivated about their health. I want everybody to spend a little bit more time being self-selfish for a little bit, which means spending a little bit of time on you. It may feel a little awkward, may feel a little bit uncomfortable. That's okay. You want to know why? Because you deserve to be as healthy as you possibly can. And especially if you're one of those go-to people where you spend all your time taking care of everybody else and they've learned just to come to you because you help them with everything. And then you have nothing left for yourself. You're empty because you've spilled it all out to everybody else. You're going to crash and burn. It's okay to say no once in a while. And it's okay to do some self-focus Because then you're better, you're stronger, and then you can do all those wonderful life-saving things that you love to do every day. And you're going to always do them because that's your personality. I get it. I'm there. But we have to do some focusing on ourselves, too. Every day on the show, Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 in the morning, we talk about just that. Getting healthy, being healthy, and staying healthy. We talk about the things that are relevant for today's world. And I bring you some of the best minds and the best guests in the industry. And you know what? That just gives us more ammunition to put in our arsenal when we're making decisions. I don't want guessing. I don't want people to just to do something just to do it. I want you to ask questions so that you have a better idea of what you're doing and how to do it well, because that's really important. I send you to Stay Healthy Health Food Store because part of your journey is going to be doing it with people that are there to support you. And that's what they are all about. They are a full service, fully packed store with the most knowledgeable staff for conversations, and they are educated and informed and knowledgeable and experienced. They have great longevity and they are passionate. And when you're trying to get healthy, be healthy and stay healthy, passion, as much as education and information is important because we don't want to talk about our health because then we have to be honest and put the words out there that we're not doing what we should be doing even though we know we should. But we have to be honest sometimes and admit my favorite conversation is when someone would come in the store and say, hey, Jeff, I've been listening for a long time. I've done absolutely nothing. I'm overweight. I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I'm on six medicines. I eat terribly. I don't exercise. I don't drink water. I don't get a good amount of sleep. And I'm burnt out, fried out and stressed out. I appreciate that because that's going to give me some parameters to work with, especially if they're willing at that point in time, either disgusted with the situation, frustrated or scared, they're going to make some changes. I'd rather have somebody lay it on the line because then it's easier to work a program around that. 
But that's the way it is out there a lot today. A lot of people have not taken care of themselves and now they are thinking about it or they have to. So going to Stay Healthy Health Food Store is going to make a difference. That's why they're Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade. That's why that longevity is there because of what they do every single day. Go visit them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's. Visit them Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday. Make sure to go to their webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com. Print a coupon for your next visit. Enter your email address for newsletters and stay connected to the store and listen to any of the radio show broadcast. Always on demand there, ready for you on your time schedule. And call them at 877-2494-877-2494 for mail order services or maybe just to get your order together so you can swoop in and pick it up. They're there. They are your one-stop full-service location. You're going to be really happy that you met them and went for the first time. For the people that have been going there forever and your family and your family's families, you already know. Stay Healthy Health Food Store. Well, today we're going to talk about cholesterol. That evil, one of the evil C words that we're finding out isn't really that evil. And there are really great natural ways to kind of get things more in a balanced situation. We're going to be talking with Sarah Burden. Sarah's worked in the natural products industry since 2002, from the supplement aisles in downtown Chicago to territory sales for the greater Midwest. Education, well, it's always been at the heart of her work. She says she's been fortunate enough to work with several wonderful companies, culminating with her role as vice president of education for Life Seasons. She believes strongly in the incredible healing power of nature and wants to help make it easy for people to connect with the right products without all of the confusion so they can live happy, healthy, peppy, wonderful, active lives. Isn't that what we all want? Of course we do. But I think a lot of us have maybe made an attempt, didn't do our homework, maybe not successful, so we just kind of give up. We don't want to do that. We want to fight. We need to stop accepting mediocrity of our health and start reaching out and making changes so we can get it back again and hold on to it. Let me welcome my guest. Hey, Sarah. Hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me, Jeffrey. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm excited about this topic, especially the way you introduced it about the evil cholesterol, right? That really is how so many of us have seen it over the years. It's still the way it's still talked about as much, too. It's and, true. you know, it's and I, the statinitis going on out there, you know, I remember when <laughs> I remember when when statin drugs first came out, they were supposed to be the cure for heart disease. And, oh, there were uh, doctors who said, let's sprinkle it in the water system mm-hmm. so that everyone gets them. Yeah. So today what we want to do is put Xanax in the water supply. You know, so it's a little bit different of approach, but I, I would love to do that. Um, but what about cholesterol? Why is it different today? And how has it changed from, let's say, 15 years ago mentality to today? It's such a good question. So for many of us, you know, especially through the late 80s and the 90s, like you said, the, in the, in the early 2000s, the narrative around cholesterol was it's evil, it's Terrible, especially when the statin drugs became patented and released and available to, for doctors to start prescribing. Then, of course, it, it gets a lot of you know sensational news around it because we want uh, the doctors want to prescribe them more. Uh, but so for most of us, as we heard about cholesterol, we were hearing about the the villainy of cholesterol in food, 
get all the cholesterol out of your food, right? Low cholesterol, no cholesterol, that's how things were labeled. And then it turned out our body was manufacturing more cholesterol if we were eating less cholesterol. So that got kind of confusing. Okay, how do you combat that? Well, maybe your body has a bad genetic tendency and your ancestors you know, are at fault because your body's making too much cholesterol. But it was so vilified, right? We want to get rid of that cholesterol, that evil cholesterol. But it turns out our bodies make cholesterol for a reason. <laughs> it's essential for good health. Our bodies need cholesterol to perform important jobs like making hormones, helping us digest fatty foods, our thyroid hormones are built out of cholesterol, among other things. So our bodies need it so much that that's why we have the ability to take it in from foods we eat and make it depending on how much our body needs because it's so critical to the way that our body functions. You know, the interesting thing about cholesterol is that, you know, there was a time, I remember this time very well, it was a time when they told people to take all the fat out of their diet. No fat yeah. diets. Yes. Mm-hmm. And about a year later, we had a huge amount of overweight people because they all switched over to these foods that had zero fat, but they just added a bunch more sugar to them. Sugar, yeah. Uh, and I'll never forget, I was at the grocery store and there were all these people standing outside with empty shopping carts. And I'm just like, what is this? It looks like they're going on a race. This two trucks pulled in and they were Snackwell's trucks. Oh, <laughs> and it was all of those, all of those dessert foods that had zero fat, but were loaded with sugar. And I can't tell you. They did not even price them. Loads. They were dumping oh. boxes in wagons. People were buying wagonfuls of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. My mom and I destroyed so many boxes of Snackwell's devil's food cookies because we thought we were doing our body <laughs> Because they were no fat, but they were all sugar, absolutely. Like you said, oh, and it turns out that sugar is a bigger culprit in the way our body is storing cholesterol than than the fat ever was, right? And that fat is absolutely essential for our bodies to function the way that they need to, and our brain requires fat. It's the main, you know, supply um, of energy for the brain. So we do need fat, we do need to eat a balance of healthy foods, um, but high sugar was not the answer. And so we did, we wound up in a worse state. The other thing that happened with the phenomenon of, you know, cholesterol being vilified and statin drugs being seen as the end-all, be-all savior drug was that we saw a rise of a new disease, restless leg syndrome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And the people who worked in the natural products industry saw the direct correlation between the introduction and widespread use of statin drugs and the rise of the phenomenon of restless leg syndrome. And those of us in the the natural products industry recognize that because of the way statin drugs work in the human body, because they interrupt the body's production of cholesterol, and because one of the things your body builds with cholesterol is CoQ10, and because the deficiency in CoQ10 leads to that feeling of heavy, irritable, restless legs, People in the natural products industry knew right away what was going on. Uh, but still today, there are doctors who prescribe statin drugs, Lipitor, Zocor, Tricor, Trecrestor, to their patients and never speak to them about the fact that this drug will deplete your body's production of CoQ10 and you have to supplement back 
the CoQ10 that your body will no longer be able to manufacture. Otherwise, you will develop side effects like, you know, lack of cellular energy, restless leg syndrome, and eventually with enough depletion, you could even wind up with congestive heart failure. Yep. So it, it is absolutely shocking to me that doctors don't have these conversations, but at every family party, <laughs> I'm like the Debbie Downer in my family because I'm going through people's medical cabinets and I'm saying, did your doctor talk about CoQ10? Where's your CoQ10? You know? Mm-hmm. Wah, wah, so. wah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know so, <laughs> I got to tell you, you know what's really funny is a lot of people hear the word cholesterol, but they don't know that there's levels within that cholesterol that are actually the more important part. Which means, now I call the LDL our lousy low cholesterol, because that's where we want it, as low as possible, as because as lousy as it is. And our high Love density, it. we want it to be high, and because that's the happy good one. So nice. we want that. But that's not usually the way it goes. So ratios are important, sometimes more than a total number. It's true. It's true. And additionally, many doctors, when they are doing those blood panels, aren't looking at things like this patient's level of inflammation. They, the doctor may not be looking at something like C-reactive protein, um, which turns out to be a bigger predictor of future cardiovascular risk than cholesterol levels alone, right? So we want to have plenty of antioxidants, keep those inflammatory markers low in the body, um, and then take this as part of sort of an overall conversation about health and, and definitely not to replace healthy fats with high sugar. Mm, Agreed. Well, can you explain something, maybe somebody that might just, you know, be hearing about, you know, maybe this now for maybe the first time, maybe they're at the age, they're just turning 40. So they went in for their, their blood work and the doctor says, Oh my goodness, your cholesterol. I mean, they, they keep lowering the level to keep having more people get on a statin. And, you know, there was a time when, 300 cholesterol was perfectly normal. And now if you're mm. over 200, you, you're yes. having a problem. I wonder why that's changed. It bothers me. <laughs> Those moving goalposts that mean that more and more people need to take the prescription drugs. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you, how do you, how do you let somebody wrap their mind around that? You know, that, you know, the number may be there, but you also may have a good HDL. So your ratio is actually okay. It's true. And that, that is why more and more patients, I think, are seeking out healthcare providers who are more, you know, integratively functional medicine-minded so that they do look at the overall For Unfortunately, you know, that's why many of the practitioners who don't want to operate in sort of that standard westernized, you know, medicalized, pharmaceuticalized, approach have to operate outside of insurance, you know, because um, insurance companies can require that a medical doctor has a certain percentage of their patients on statin drugs. Whether or not their blood scores show that they need statin drugs, the, the insurance companies can require that a specific percentage be on those drugs. Otherwise, the doctor can face hefty fines that can run them out of business. So that is why sometimes those alternative or integratively minded healthcare providers have to operate outside of insurance because if the doctor said, my patients aren't on statin drugs because I have them all on healthy sources of omega-3 fats, they're all eating Mediterranean diet, they're all you know exercising moderately three times a week, the insurance company wouldn't care. They need to be on the drugs. 
according to their, you know, <laughs> their charts. So, um, yeah, it is, it is part of a bigger conversation. The ratio, having good amounts of a good cholesterol, having, you know, your triglycerides be lower, having your C-reactive protein be lower, all of those together um, paint a more accurate depiction of your risk than one of the scores by themselves. Question for you. Um, when you're thinking about cholesterol, and I know this is a question because I get this one sent in to me all the time, how do you determine the difference between cholesterol and triglycerides? Some people put them in the same category, but they are ultimately different. They are different. So, uh, you know, the HDL that you were describing is often considered to be the good cholesterol. That's the kind that our body is building into hormones and other um, compounds that the body needs. The LDL is considered the bad cholesterol. We want that one to be lower. And triglycerides are a type of fat that the body uses, keeps in the blood, but uses for quick energy. Uh, that one, too, we do, you know, the, the American Medical Association wants that to be under uh, a score of 150, but it is, um, it is a type that we use for energy. So, you know, it is that overall picture that we need to take a look at. You know, it... Do you remember when there was a time when we were told, don't eat red meat, it raises cholesterol? And right. But it's not just red meat, and sometimes it's not the meat at all. I know people that are on a paleo diet that had really high cholesterol and went on a high-protein, low-carb diet, and their cholesterol went down, and they're eating a ton of protein. Yeah, it's true. It, it looks like refined carbs and sugar are a bigger culprit, a bigger reason that cholesterol levels become unhealthy or that the overall overall cardiovascular picture becomes unhealthy seems to be more related to refined carbs and high sugar. Mm -hmm. Now, this is, I got this one in your Sarah archives here. <laughs> this one's for a while ago, but I, I got the date on it, but I should have asked it, but I didn't. It says, if I'm using presently a statin medication that is lowering my cholesterol to what my doctor thinks it should be, is it okay to still take nutrients, herbal nutrients for cholesterol? Obviously, I'll let my doctor know, but it seems like one is working on symptoms and maybe the natural will work on some of the cause. Hmm. No, and that's a great perspective. That is absolutely a great perspective. And because pharmaceutical drugs have that very like unidirectional sort of approach in the human body, they are able to turn off a function very effectively uh, but not re-nourish or regenerate or replenish what might be out of balance. I think that is a really wise approach, and especially if that listener has a healthcare provider who is more integratively minded, then the cholesterol formula from Life Seasons can absolutely be used along with a you know a, a particular dose of a, a drug that a doctor might have you on, as long as your doctor knows that you're doing both they may be able to give you a smaller dose of your pharmaceutical um, that they want, you know, to kind of get you in a certain zone or certain range, and you can be nourishing and supporting your body with a more kind of uh, all-encompassing, multifactorial formula that contains herbs and nutrients and important, uh, important antioxidant compounds like CoQ10. It could be a really nice pairing. Hmm. Now, when someone is starting to work on their cholesterol, do you usually tell people like I do, maybe go in and get your blood work done, maybe 90 days, maybe 180 days to kind of see how you're doing? Because then if you're 
really not making dramatic changes, maybe we're not focusing on the diet as, as, you know, as importantly as we should, but it'll allow us to make in tweaks along the way. I think that's good advice. You know, what's funny is, and I think I've shared this with you before, but there was, uh, I had a lot of friends working for a large national corporation that required um, yearly biometric screening of their employees. And they would get financial incentives if they kept their blood scores in certain range, their, their overall BMI in a certain range, um, if they made a commitment to eat a plant-based lifestyle, things like that. And so all my friends who were working for this company would text me a month before they would have to get their blood work drawn and they would ask me to bring them bottles of cholesterol <laughs> in 30 days. It made enough of a difference in their cholesterol scores that they could kind of pass this corporate screening they had to go through, which I think is hilarious. But uh, so 30 days could potentially be enough to start seeing that needle move. Uh, from talking to Life Season's chief research officer, Nurse Jamie Langston, uh, she recommended, you know, when people are making some changes around their cholesterol, to do exactly what you're advocating, to get the blood work done and then in 90 days revisit. And she thinks that's a really good range because 90 days is the lifespan of a red blood cell. And so she just thinks that's a good amount of time to pass to see some real changes because at that point then you have a whole new crop of red blood cells act at work in your body. And so she thinks that's a, a nicer amount of time before you really evaluate. So three months, three bottles worth of cholesterol or your favorite cholesterol formula to kind of evaluate if that's really making a difference in, in along with diet and exercise. Now, what if you what if you come from a family that is you know prone to cholesterol? Maybe aunts and uncles, moms, dads, grandparents—they're all on statins. But you know you're doing yeah. it right. But you also realize that you do have that genetic link with blood, and you're thinking yeah. to yourself, "Am I going to head down that road?" Can we work preventively? Absolutely, and and I think that that is the ideal customer, especially for something you know holistic or natural, where you know you have that family history. You know that maybe the way your family works, they, their bodies manufacture higher levels of cholesterol, right? So, but I would want to look at, too, what things am I doing that my family is also doing? Like, are we all eating a lot of refined foods, a lot of, you know, uh, high-sugar foods? Are we all eating a lot of trans fat, you know, and, um, you know, even things like smoking? Um, you know, we think about smoking and health. For me, anyway, I think about it in terms of, you know, I'm robbing my heart and lungs and brain of clean oxygen. I'm filling my body with compounds that are dangerous for it. I don't always think about the way that cigarette smoking and even vaping are connected to things like elevated cholesterol. That's not a, that's not a connection my brain usually makes. I think for a lot of your listeners, they may not think about that, that connection. Um, but if in my family we've all been smokers, that puts me at higher risk for holding on to dangerous levels of cholesterol. Um, so I would want that that person in that situation where they know they have the family history to do things like increase their omega-3 fats, reduce those refined carbohydrates, reduce their sugar intake, really consume alcohol in moderation, increase their daily fiber, increase their body movement, and then support their body with some of these key nutrients like the ones in cholesterol so that their body has the best possible chance of maintaining health when it comes to cholesterol. Hmm. You know, I think sometimes 
we have a tendency to kind of rationalize that only certain people could have high cholesterol. You have to be overweight. You have to be eating, yes. you know, bacon at every meal and red meat yeah. in between. <laughs> and you have to be inactive and living on your couch. But I got to tell you what, I've seen people that have higher levels. Their ratios may be good, but they they may be fit and young and lean. And I think there's a, a lot of other reasons why we have high cholesterol. I agree. I agree. And And to your earlier point, you know, when you have powerful pharmaceutical lobbyists who are able to affect the, where the goalposts are, you know, where the American Medical Association sets the goalposts um, about who needs to be taking this drug. Is it somebody with a 300 cholesterol score or now is it 200? Is it going to be 180, right, so that more and more Americans fall into the pool of folks who need to be on it? You know, I think that that's a big a big element too. And, and there are some, you know, serious side effects. Like we're talking about not only the restless leg issue, muscle soreness and achiness. I know some of my family members, um, that was what they experienced immediately. And to the point where they couldn't walk comfortably with the muscle pain in their shins and legs uh, from being on statin drugs. Weight gain is a very common side effect of statin drugs, which of course then that's that vicious cycle. Uh, increased risk of type 2 diabetes. So my body, when I'm taking the statin drug, somehow starts to lose the ability to control my insulin levels and my blood glucose levels. Even cognitive risks are associated now with the use of the prescription of statin drugs. And so many doctors are starting to rethink their use. Um, and so we do, there is just the call for an alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that these products are the way that I think about this line is that these products, once again, are eclectically and very oddly put together until you look at them. <laughs> I mean, I, I say the story all the time, but the first time I saw these, I'm like, why are they putting these things together? And then I do a little bit of work and I'm just like, huh, how come nobody else is putting these together? I and, agree. I completely agree. It it actually, the, the more I learn about why Life creates the formulas that they do, the, you know, the more proud I am to represent the company, but also the more I learn about the human body. You know, one, one great example is uh, that part of the reason that someone's cholesterol levels may be going up, you know, you're talking about the, the listener who has the family history, one factor there that often gets overlooked is underactive thyroid function. And, of course, with our busy, you know, uh, hustle-grind culture where we are all being asked to multitask all the time, we're all being patted on the back for going, going, going with no sleep. You know, our adrenals burn out at an early age and then our thyroids are so taxed as part of our endocrine system, you know, when we get to our 30s and 40s. And so when the thyroid is burned out and under-functioning, then my body isn't building as much of my cholesterol into active thyroid hormone, which is part of what it should be built into. And so my, my cholesterol levels can start stacking up because those raw materials, the building blocks of thyroid hormone, aren't getting built into thyroid hormone, which means my metabolism slows down. Maybe I do gain some more weight, right? And then we have that, all those problems too. So uh, one thing that Life Season includes um, in Koleski is Google resin, which comes from India. It's been used in Ayurvedic medicine for you know, centuries and centuries, but it supports the function of the thyroid 
so that the thyroid can be working as fast as it should to build the cholesterol into thyroid hormone, which is what you want. That gives you energy. That gives you sex drive. That gives you brain spark, you know, and it doesn't pile up and become waste products in your bloodstream. Hmm. You know, uh, we've talked in the past about, you know, obviously circulation and things like that. Would increasing your circulation along with the cholesterol formula kind of work hand in hand? You know, I think that there would be benefit to taking a formula like cholesterol when you're taking uh, a circularity along with cholesterol mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. circularity is so nourishing and supportive to the flexibility of your blood vessels and arteries. And one of the things that we know about cholesterol is that it used to be thought that the cholesterol just sort of piled up um, like bags of garbage in the in the blood vessels and blocked it off. Now we know that it sort of pulls into the cell wall. The, the body sort of uses it um, to kind of uh, absorb into the cell wall, thinking it's helping avoid an injury, which makes sort of a big speed bump for our blood as it travels through. And so having some more enhanced flexibility, and enhanced nourishment for the blood vessels and arteries, I think would certainly be beneficial to overall uh, circulatory cardiovascular health, I think that could be a nice pairing. You know, today we live in a world where many things that were at one time considered geriatric Mm. are now very common in almost all age brackets. I would be curious, and I know these are formulas primarily for adults, but I would be kind of curious about how many young teenagers now have cholesterol problems. You know, I, I think that's a really good insight, uh, and that, that that's certainly a place where we would want to start addressing, you know, the diet, right, diet and stress levels, um, because I think that we will see that. And I know, I know just from people who I've met through the years working in the aisles of health food stores, that there are young people who were told, you know, your blood, pre- your blood cholesterol levels are surprisingly high for your age, and those were people who were kind of junk food junkies, right? Really eating quite a bit of sugar and refined carbohydrates. I think it's also, I I do think that the sort of like frappuccino culture (laughs) for teenagers probably contributes because I certainly wasn't getting like a milkshake's worth of sugar and then also a few shots of espresso on a regular basis when I was 17. You know, that I, I didn't, I didn't ever have caffeine like that when I was 17. So I think that could potentially contribute. I think for people who are in their 20s and 30s, where you wouldn't be normally thinking that your cholesterol levels would be creeping up, I think thyroid is going to turn out to be a big implication there because we see so many women in their 30s dealing with infertility that's linked to low thyroid function. I think it's from that adrenal burnout and then thyroid burnout and then then the cholesterol starts piling up because it's not being turned into thyroid hormones. I do think you're going to be seeing this in younger and younger people. You know, today they talk about, you know, cardiovascular disease, you know, metabolic syndrome, and they they link things like blood pressure, cholesterol, and blood sugar all together. And Mm -hmm. my personal feeling is if you're working on your blood sugar, you should also be working on your blood pressure and your cholesterol. I think that's a great piece of advice, honestly. I do. I think that's really a wise protocol to put together. 
because they're all connected. And, you know, if one goes wrong, you know, it's like somebody says, well, I had a bad knee and I was taking some joint formula, but I started taking it too late. But now I've had my joint replaced, so I'm not going to take it anymore. And I'm like, well, don't you have other joints? You have other joints. <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah. And I said, your body already knows how to ruin one. It already ruined one. It understands it. It's got it down. It has a book of how to. So right. why don't we address all the other joints? The nutrition right. is still going to help the tissue around your artificial joint, but why not sure. continue to protect the other joints? And the way I kind of look at it is I think we live in a world today where many people have crossover health problems, blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease. You know, I think sometimes we need to put a little bit into each basket every day. I think it's really wise. And yeah, and, and nothing in the human body is happening in a vacuum or in a silo, right? It, it is all so intricately cross-related. And, you know, um, my thyroid is connected to my cholesterol levels. My liver is connected to my, you know, cholesterol levels. And maybe maybe I grew up in farm around farmland and I swam in, you know, lakes that were just filled with pesticide runoff. I'm saying that as an example because I absolutely did growing up in central Illinois. I was around, you know, pesticide runoff all the time in my life. And so even though I don't drink alcohol, I love to nourish and support my liver because it's the filter of my body. And I know it was exposed to a lot of stuff. I've moved into multiple new construction homes when I was younger, right? And so all the off-gassing from the paint and the carpet, every trade show you and I work, oh my gosh, the carpet fumes on day one when they roll out all those brand new uh, carpets for the aisles of the trade show. I yes. just, I go back to my hotel room and I take, you know, purity for my liver. So all of these things are so related because if my liver is not in optimal shape, it can't process the cholesterol effectively and remove the, you know, the excess from my body effectively because it's so overburdened with everything else trying to manage, you know, the gut, we talk all the time about how the gut is sort of the heart of everything, and people who have higher amount of lactobacillus strains in their gut have been found to have healthier, lower cholesterol levels. So what I eat with fermented food or great uh, probiotic formulas like Inner Eco, probiotic coconut water, um, to my liver being healthy, to my thyroid staying in good shape, to my stress level staying low, all of it, it paints an overall picture of health. Hmm. You know, the idea behind this line seems like, and then I'm just kind of getting in their heads and just kind of seeing if, I, if I'm right here, come out with a line of products that are applicable to the average person in all of the mm -hmm. categories that people think about, talk about, and experience every day. Yeah, okay. I think you're absolutely right. You know, common everyday health conditions, you know, our, our founder and the CEO Darren Peterson often says, you know, we don't we don't hate pharmaceutical drugs, despite how I need sound on this show. <laughs> I, do not, I do not represent the overall viewpoint of life seasons of the company. We are glad that life-saving, you know, drugs exist. You know, I certainly wouldn't want to live in a time before we had the kinds of antibiotics we have to take care of, you know, just infections and things like that. So we don't hate pharmaceutical drugs, but we do want people to know that there are options that are absolutely effective for a lot of these common everyday health concerns so that they don't need to over-medicate, you know, and, and turn to pharmaceuticals during times when maybe some nutrition could have worked. Mm. You know, when I when I hear somebody ask me a question about cholesterol, because they'll they'll ask me, they'll say, you know, what do you think about statins? And I, I this is the way I've always answered it, and maybe you'll agree. 
I usually say, you know, I think it depends on the person and the state of health. If someone is in extremely poor health and they are a cardiovascular time bomb right yes. now going on, I would I would recommend that they follow the the protocol of their practitioner, use whatever yes. is necessary, and then on top of that, eat a great diet, exercise, uh-huh. what you what they'll uh-huh. let what they want you to do, drink a lot of water, get a lot of rest, um, take off weight as much as you can, take off stress as much as you can because it's not always yeah. weight, um, decompress. And then once you get things in more of a manageable level, have the conversation about your doctor about wanting to try something more natural. But if you are up against the wall and there's a gun to your head and you're seriously on the edge of an extremely big, you know, cardiovascular infarction going on, you have to yes. you have to do what you have to do. And I agree. And I Absolutely. would. Absolutely. No, I think that, I think that it's very sound advice. And, you know, it's sort of um, that that idea of personal responsibility, right? That I could start taking action before I get to the point. If I, if I can be proactive and start nourishing my body and supporting some of these health systems, making some of those positive daily changes before I get to the point where it's an emergency situation, well, then I don't have to be faced with that kind of emergency, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of scenario. It would be better if I could start making those kind of proactive choices farther in advance um, and that way I'm left with more choices and, and happier choices. Agreed. Very much agreed. Uh, here's this, this is one. This has been pending out for a while. I might as well ask it while we're doing this. It says, if my cholesterol comes down with the natural products, and I've been on them for, let's say, a year or two, should I go off them for a while and then get tested again? Or should I not fix something that's not, you know, not broken? Why should I change it? Yeah, no, it's... You know, I think that's going to come down to a personal decision, right? I think that there are plenty of people who maybe can handle a little bit of a a gamble (laughs) and maybe like to sort of experiment that way. I know some of us at the company who take tons and tons of supplements, we're always sort of experimenting ourselves with something new and and measuring and monitoring to kind of see, um, you know, a lot of people get into even the idea of like biohacking, right? That people who don't even have blood sugar disorders who are getting continuous glucose monitors just to see, you know, I'm curious, well, how does this food affect my blood sugar? How do I feel when my blood sugar numbers are here versus here? So I think that there are some people who are more open to sort of playing and seeing. And I think there are other customers who, you know, would, would take that, like, why would, I, why would I change what's working? I'm happy with where my numbers are. I'm going to keep taking it. Um, I think if you've made a lot of diet and lifestyle changes, you may be at a point where your body is going to be able to maintain because now you are feeding it different fuel, you are keeping your stress levels managed, you are moving your body. You know, so if you've made some pretty revolutionary changes, you may no longer need the support of a formula like Celeste. However, if you are still living the same life you did and eating the same foods you did, you know, your your cholesterol levels are going to go back to the way that they were without mm-hmm. exercise. So I think it depends on the kind of person who's taking it and what their kind of approach to life is. Now, here's a question I have, and maybe you can answer this, because I'm trying to throw questions that I know are going to come to me because they always do. So I'm going to go ahead and, and throw this one at you because I think this is a good question. I've been living a vegetarian lifestyle for a long time. I have absolutely everything right in my diet. 
I exercise yeah. every day. I run marathons. I do yoga. I do medication. My last blood workup, my cholesterol was high. Go figure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I would wonder if that person had some thyroid stuff going on or some liver stuff going on. You know, um, those would be two places I would immediately want to explore with them. And hopefully they have a great integrative doctor who would run some of those panels for them. You know, I know that there's a panel where you can check what your liver enzymes are up to and your healthcare partner can really get a good picture on whether your liver is being overworked and and having to work extra hard. Um, And, you know, looking at your thyroid hormone function beyond just T3 and T4, but looking deeper to see what your thyroid is really up to. Those would be two places I would want to look at that person um, they could absolutely add in a formula like cholesterol just for peace of mind because they could probably get their cholesterol levels to be in the range that maybe, you know, the American Medical Association wants them to see it. Um, but they could also additionally add in things like a good source of lactobacillus probiotics because there's evidence that shows that helps maintain cholesterol levels very well from the gut's perspective. And, you know, a high source of antioxidants being vegetarian, I would expect that somebody would have more plant foods in their diet, but having been a really bad vegetarian in my college days, I mean, I was a bread and cheese-itarian, in a cupcake-itarian. I was was still not eating vegetables. I just also didn't eat meat. So, um, you know, maybe looking at a nice source of antioxidants to keep those, uh, you know, inflammatory compounds in the blood low. Do you think more men than women have higher cholesterol? Is it a guy thing more than women? It does seem like it, doesn't it? I know that, that heart disease, you know, is a leading cause of death for women. Um, and so I don't know if that is a great question. It always feels like it's a guy issue to me too. Um, but maybe maybe it's spread equally over men and women and I just associate it with, with men. Because I know heart disease is a major killer for women. Yeah. Well, you know, men, they, you know, you can tell, usually say that a man is having a heart attack, he'll hold his chest and stuff. And sometimes with women, when they're having a heart attack, they think they might be having heartburn or something like that. Yes. So yes. it's, it's, it's that. and you know, women are getting heart attacks too. It's not, I mean, that's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, the, the uh, symptoms and the signs leading up to it look do you think there's any relationship to hormones and cholesterol? Oh, I'm sure there is. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things besides thyroid hormones that my body builds out of cholesterol is sex hormones, right? So if, you know, if maybe my um, ovaries have become fatigued because of overburdening my entire endocrine system, mainly because of stress, because of, you know, constant, constant, you know, activity and stress uh, that. I'm sure if my body isn't being called to build as much cholesterol into the testosterone that my body has as a woman and the estrogen that my body needs as a woman, um, that the cholesterol would probably pile up too. So I'm sure. You know, when I, when people go in for their, their physicals, you know, they say, what, what should I ask my doctor? And I said, you know, ask for blood work. Yeah. You know, I've talked about this just recently and, you know, I was talking about how we can't see what's going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. And the only way, and we shouldn't guess 
because I think that every time you go into your doctor, you should ask for blood work. You should know your cholesterol, your blood pressure, your blood sugar, and you should know your triglyceride levels, your vitamin D, your omega-3, maybe your iron level as well. Um, Mm -hmm. You should know the basic foundations and then always keep a copy of it. And then you can compare it one blood test to the next. And if you've been addressing it nutritionally, if you haven't seen a change, then it's time to make a difference in what you're taking. I agree. I agree. And and I know many people in the United States are without health insurance yeah. um, because of job changes and things like that. Um, it was really good for me to just learn actually from our chief research officer, our nurse practitioner, uh, Jamie Langston, that at any kind of like quest diagnostics lab, the kind of walk-in or the freestanding blood clinics, uh, that a full blood panel for looking at uh, blood lipids is $20 without insurance. Just You can just pay straight up and get your blood levels of cholesterol measured for $20. And that's really within reach for everyone. So I think that's a good thing for your listeners to know. I was happy to learn that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got a question in from a, a young person a little bit, uh, probably about a month ago. And I've got this over in the corner of my computer. Let me slide it over because it's important. (laughs) It says, hey, Jeff, I'm 18. I've been listening to you since I was 10. My mother and grandmother had the radio on, so I had no choice. (laughs) Uh, Now I'm older and I've been listening to you for a long time, probably over 30 years. So my question is, my grandmother's gone. My mother's still here. She's still a nutritional crazy person. She still does smoothies every single morning. If I go to visit, she gives me bone broth and gives me a smoothie every morning when I'm visiting. My question is, I've been doing everything right, but I have my dad's cholesterol and I don't want to take a statin. Any suggestions? Yeah. I think we're right on there. Absolutely. No, I, I think cholesterol would be a great choice. And, and it really is, you know, it's not just like a, a hope in a jar. You know, it's, it's very effective. Um, you know, one of the most famous ingredients in the category for cholesterol management that a lot of your listeners might be familiar with, and if you walk into any health store, you'll see red yeast rice that's been used as a food in Asia for, I mean, maybe 2,000 years as a fermented food source. Uh, But it turns out that the fermenting of red yeast rice produces a compound that is called monocolon K, and the statin drug lovastatin appears to be identical to that molecule monocolon K that occurs in fermented red yeast rice. However, in the drug, right, it's isolated, it's refined, it's amped up. In the food, it's sort of balanced and tempered with a lot of other compounds, a lot of the other kind of antioxidant and nourishing compounds that would be found in food. So in Koleski, we have that red yeast rice, but we also have 30 milligrams of CoQ10, which is exactly how much you need to feed back with a therapeutic dose of red yeast rice. And you've got all the other cofactors that this, you know, your, your listener's body is going to need to help keep healthy levels of cholesterol, whether whether the, you know, the food we're eating or whether our body's naturally holding onto it, whether the thyroid is a little sluggish, whether the liver needs a little help breaking down any emulsifying fats. There is an ingredient for each of those in cholesterol, and so it just has made it so easy for people to get the results they're looking for to support their body's natural management of cholesterol. Hmm. You know, I just, I've known people before that had low cholesterol and they still had a heart attack. I've Mm. known people that had high cholesterol 
and lived till they were 98 years old and never t- and, and lived. I mean, I think there's a lot of factors and I don't know why sometimes we have a tendency to put all of our eggs in one basket with just a word. <sighs> it, it gives us the false illusion of simplicity. Don't you think mm-hmm. that it, then we have one villain, one bad guy, one thing to focus on when really, you know, the story over and over again is darn it. I'm going to have to move my body eat more plants, not eat Twinkies, and meditate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> it would be so much easier if I could just eat Snackles cakes all day. <laughs> I know. I know. Wouldn't that be funny? You know, I think that a lot of us, you know, you and I did a show on, on circulation and blood pressure, and um, but I, I'm really thinking that the more I'm thinking about it as we're talking today, I just think people should be taking a little dribble from everything, something for cholesterol, something for sugar, something for circulation, you know, something for, you know, all of these things, just a little bit of every, maybe they just took a smaller amount of each one. They might end up with an amazing blended, like a full metabolic syndrome kind of formula. I think that's a super cool idea. And honestly, I, I think there's something to that. I think that is not a bad idea at all. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's a changing world, you know, and we're looking at things a lot differently. Younger people are now getting these old age geriatric diseases. And, you know, it, there, you can't just do groups anymore. It was like there was this the, the Berlin Wall uh, was like mm-hmm. everything over 65. And all those people on the other side of the wall, you know, they had these cardiovascular diseases. That's when you talked about taking calcium. That's when we used to tell people to make sure that they were you know, drinking more water, getting more sleep, something for their joints, aches and pains and all that kind of stuff. But that wall came down and yeah. we brought it down. We brought it down by not taking care of ourselves, by running ourselves into the ground, by feeding yeah. ourselves empty calories and little to no nutrition, by yeah. not resting our bodies, by not hydrating, by not learning how to decompress. So we brought all that stuff. We said, come on down. And it did. And it did. And we're we're paying the price for it now. And it's, you know, people have just got to take back their health. I just don't know why we don't fight for our health more. And I don't know why people I mean, I hear people say all the time, well, I am 50. I'm like, yeah, so. And they're like, well, I'm I'm older now. No, you're not. You're just giving up. You're being lazy. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. It's very frustrating. No, it's true. Well, and you're right. Things are changing so much. I mean, we now have a whole category of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. It used to be that the only people who developed fatty liver disease were mm-hmm. people who were drinking quite a bit of alcohol. Yep. Now there's so many people who are getting it from refined carbs and sugar that there's a whole new classification. And people are being diagnosed all the time. You know, and, and we've seen in the news that being sedentary is the new smoking. And I think, you know, with the rise of working from home, so many of us are, are more sedentary now than we've ever been. We don't even have to walk around in a big corporate headquarters building. We only have to walk from our bed over to our desk. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So I think we're all sitting more. And I think that these, these diseases of that are going to continue to increase, just like you're saying. So I, I think a protocol that involves support for a lot of different functions in the body is, is very wise. State of confusion and overwhelm today. You remember a lot of us come from a time when there was no information to a time today when there's tons of information. And once you find it, then you have to do research on the information to see if the information's true. So we're doing three times as much work. 
And then you go into a health food store like Stay Healthy and they have to help you re-educate yourself with the right information. It's very confusing. But I want to thank Life Seasons. I want to thank Sarah. That was a really good com- you know, conversation today on cholesterol. And she answered some really great questions. Head over to Stay Healthy Health Food Store. They're your one-stop full-service location for everything health and nutrition. Now, in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley, they are Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailer. They do it right. We live in a self-service world. Stay Healthy is a full-service environment, fully-packed store with only the good stuff. And besides all the great products and the great prices, you get the knowledgeable staff, the customer service, the information, the education, the knowledge, the concern, the passion, and you get to be able to pinpoint things a little bit better. And I sure do think that that's fantastic. Don't forget to ask for your drawing slip for the drawing. They have a monthly basket every month. Um, It's amazing to be able to just win one of those baskets because they're pretty cool. They're loaded with stuff. This month is Irwin Naturals. They have different ones every single month. So fill out that slip. Stay Healthy Health Food Store. They are your one-stop full-service location for everything health and nutrition at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town & Country Center, northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston next to Smith's. Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday. For mail orders or for them to get your order together for you, call them at 877-2494-877-2494. And don't forget about their webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com. Print coupons to use in the store. Uh, Enter your email address for future newsletters. Listen to any of the radio show broadcast podcasts that are always there on demand at your fingertips when it's convenient for you. Make sure to check out all the great products from Life Seasons. Every day, low prices every single day. They have wonderful specials and they have everything in stock. And you can always ask questions to get the information that you need. Life Seasons. Great products, great prices, awesome formulas available at Stay Healthy Health Food Store every day. Have a great day, everyone. Be healthy and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Remember to tune in Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. for the most up-to-date, relevant information on your health with the best guest in the industry, helping all of us to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. For your convenience, podcasts of the show are now available at my website, drjeffreyburke.com. Simply click on the archive icon to make available on-demand podcast downloads. Make sure to visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store for all your nutrition needs. Stay Healthy provides reliable, responsible, relevant service every single day. I look forward to talking with all of you soon.